I'm Lisa Popchak, and you're listening to Momfidence, for moms at every age and every stage. Being a mom is wondrous and delightful, but also at times exhausting and overwhelming and confusing and frustrating. Momfidence is a place for moms to come for encouragement, comfort, some new tools, and the confidence boost you need to be the mom you want to be. Hi, moms. It's great to be back with you. Are you feeling confident? That's what momfidence is all about, right? Coming here, getting new skills and support so that you can feel a sense of confidence as a mom. Some days we really feel good about what we're doing and other days, oh my goodness, we don't know what we're doing at all and we feel it in in our bones and we're not sure what to do. But I'll tell you this time of year, you know, as I speak to you now, who knows when you'll listen to this, but as I speak to you now, we're edging up on the end of January, and we may have all started the new year with the new resolve. You know, we're going to get it together. We're going to do all the things. And we may have had a renewed sense of confidence that comes with that feeling of, you know, starting on a fresh page. You know, fresh starts are wonderful. And often, at least here in the West where I live, the fresh starts we make, or you know, as some people call them resolutions that we make, often concern very personal things like you know our our weight, our health, our home organization, our professional goals, all the things that we'd like to achieve. And I really hope those are going well for you. But you know, if they aren't, I hope you can step back and reevaluate what you may need to make progress and give yourself the grace. Just try again. There is nothing wrong with just stepping back and saying, hey, what's working? What's not working? What's getting in my way? And how can I do this in a way that will work for me? Well, let me ask you this. If you decided to make those fresh starts this year, if you were making those changes, were any of them about making positive changes in your family life? Maybe they were, or maybe you want to, but you may not know how to begin since it involves other people. You know, we make those resolutions that we can control, or we think we can. Sometimes life circumstances throw us for a loop, but when it requires other people, to come alongside of us, to make those changes together, especially when some of those people are young and may not want to get on board or not see the the goodness of what you're trying to do or have the skills to do any of it, it can get frustrating. So sometimes we don't set those goals. Other times we want to set those goals, but we just don't know how. But making those changes can actually be easier than you think if you know some really doable steps. So let's talk about that today so you can get a bit more confidence to make the changes in your family life that you want to make. First of all, name the big change you want to make. Now this can come from a divinely inspired aspiration for your family. It can also come from an ache in your heart for something 
better for your family than what you're currently experiencing, or frankly, from just being fed up with what's going on in your family relationships. But no matter how the nudge towards something better for your family happens, listen to it, acknowledge it, and name it. You know, what you name will be unique to the circumstances of your family. Perhaps you want greater closeness, better cooperation, more respect, increased kindness, or anything else that would benefit your family. Now, don't be afraid that it's too big or too unrealistic for your family situation. Just name the desire you have to make your family better. Secondly, once you've named the goal, just take some time and daydream about what that would look like in your day-to-day life as a family and write it down. Let's look at some examples for that because it can sound a little difficult to take on unless we break it down with some imagery here. So say you name closeness. You would like your family to feel more connected and close to each other. So give yourself a chance to daydream what that would look like during the course of a day or a week. So you can write down once you've daydreamed about it. We spend time talking, sharing, and connecting around things we enjoy. You see how suddenly that becomes clearer, what you want? It's no longer, gee, I just wish we felt close and felt good about each other. Because you took the time to daydream about it, you now have a better sense of what you want. You want time to talk and share and connect around things you actually enjoy. So the pieces start coming together. It's not just, I wish I had more time, and then you don't know what to do with it. You know that you want to actually talk to one another, share on a heart level, not just, you know, what's your homework tonight, and connect around things you enjoy. Because when you do that, the connection you're making is something that makes all of you feel good. It's a, it's a positive reinforcer in and of itself, so it's more likely to become a priority for your whole family. Let's look at another example. How about better cooperation? Don't we all want that at some point, especially from our kids? So if we take time and say, you know, I wish we had more cooperation in this family, that's when you, after you've named it, just take time and think about what that would look like. You know, in that dream of dreams, what would that look like? And then you're going to write it down. So for example, you could write down, our family works together to keep our home running well. That would be one point of cooperation. It could be anything that you daydream about, but you write it down. So suddenly the daydream has focused that for you, this is about keeping your home running well together without everybody arguing over whose chore it is or leaving everything up to you. Another example might be respect. 
you don't like the disrespectful talk or the disrespectful eye rolls or the disrespectful attitudes you're getting inside the family. So if you name it, I want our family to show each other respect or I want respect from my family. Then you take some time and daydream around that which you named. And you could write down something like our family supports each other's interests and speaks to each other as we would an esteemed acquaintance. You know, I've spoken on this quite a few times. Why do we talk to each other so disrespectfully inside a family and think, well, we're just being ourselves. No, we're being our worst selves. But if we have the capability to speak to an esteemed acquaintance, somebody that we want to think well of us respectfully, then we've got the skills and we can apply them in our own family life. So we would write that down. Now, these are just examples that I came up with from the top of my head. It could be anything. Just name one thing, daydream about what that would look like, and then write it down. State any goal you wish to achieve in a positive way that helps you envision how your family will behave and relate differently when it's successfully practiced. Now you might say, hey, that's great. Writing this down still sounds kind of pie in the sky. Have no idea how to do this. Let's look at the next step, which is taking a step back and then identifying the first tiny step that you will put into place. We're just going to Think of the tiniest thing you can start with because any lasting change has to be practiced little by little. So you're going to pick one small change that will start you in the right direction and then do that every day until it becomes second nature. It just becomes a habit that you do daily as a family. Once it is, you can add the next small step while you continue to practice the first step or any steps that have become routine in your family. Let's look at some possible ways this could work with the examples that we were just talking about. So let's go back to closeness. What's one small way you can add a little closeness to your day? Now, most of us get overwhelmed with this. We think of how busy we are, how intense the schedule is, how nobody's in the same place at the same time, how grumpy everybody is at the end of the day. We put a million mental roadblocks in our way. But if we can identify one small step that would add a little bit of closeness. So perhaps you could make sure that you, as mom, Pause to hug each of your family members as you greet that person first thing in the morning. If this hasn't been something that you normally do in the rush of a typical morning, taking a minute or two to hug each of your family members can really change the entire tone of your family's day. And once that becomes a normal part of your morning, you could add another little small step such as spending a few minutes with each child as you tuck them in at night. And yes, this does include your teens. 
They need to feel that you want to be close to them and have an interest in them and you actually like them. So you spend a few minutes with them as they're going to bed at night and you talk about their day and you make sure you tell them how much you love them. So there you are, you're bookending your day with two little baby steps of getting closer and you're taking down that wall and making positive steps forward so that you can continue to build on that. Because once you're doing both of those things consistently, you can add the next small step while keeping up the consistency of the steps before. Because now they're just part of the normal flow of your day. See, each little step will build on the other and help you achieve that greater closeness that you named and daydreamed about. Okay, let's look at the next example. So cooperation was what we were talking about. And you said you want to have the family cooperate to keep the home running well when it was written down. Now again, the next step is to identify a tiny baby step, such as before bed, each person will pick up any clothes left on the floor, either storing them properly or putting them in the hamper. Now, this is a good baby step because it's easily checked on as you say goodnight to each child. So if they miss something, you simply have them put it in the right place while you're there and then give them a goodnight kiss. So it's positive. You're not railing against them. You're not waiting until the room is so filled with clothes that you just, you know, feel like bringing a dump truck to get rid of them. It's just one small step every night it's easily checked on and a behavior that's easily changed in a positive way. As this becomes a habit, you no longer have to remind them most of the time. So you choose another small task to practice together, such as cleaning up the kitchen together after dinner or picking up the family room together before anyone begins to get ready for bed. Practice this in a loving and encouraging way until it becomes normal, just a predictable behavior for your family every day. All right, let's look at the next example. If you want your family to treat each other with respect, start small, such as everyone will say please for any request. State the new practice and then gently remind anyone to restate their request using please if they've forgotten. You can even say, please say please, with a smile on your face. Remember, this is about being a respectful family. So be gentle and respectful in your reminders as well. Once everyone is saying please consistently, then you can add on using thank you. So you build up bit by bit. Now, of course, your family might be doing those two things already, so start where you are. Remember, these are just examples to give you a chance to think about what you want to change in your family for the better. It doesn't have to be in these three categories. It can be anything that God is putting on your heart that you wish you had going on, that you're inspired by in some way, 
even if it's just because you feel like tearing your hair out because this thing is just not happening. You can do this if you make small changes by breaking down the behavior into tiny, predictable steps. You know, when you think about it as moms, this is what we do from the beginning. You taught your baby or you will teach your baby to start eating solid food by breaking the food into one tiny piece and then letting your baby try it and adjust to it before adding another piece or another food. You wouldn't just hand your baby a big plate of pasta or a steak and potato and a fork and a knife and say, go to it and clean your plate because they don't have the skills yet. So if there's skills that your family is missing, just break it down, mom, the same way you would teaching your baby to do anything like eating or walking or anything. We have the skills to do this. We do it every day. It's just that once our kids hit a certain age, we think that it should just spontaneously erupt out of them. No, we have the skills to be able to teach them to do it because chances are you've been doing it for quite a while. And relationship behaviors can be broken down and learned the same way. You can save yourself a lot of aggravation and nagging by naming the big change you want to make, daydreaming about what that would look like in your particular family, and then breaking it down into tiny steps that you practice and build on together one at a time. So as we move out of this January or move into whatever season of life you're in, wherever you're listening, this is a great time to be able to just say, hey, we can start again. We can do something differently and we can experience success together as a family. Now, if you need extra help with any of this, please remember the Catholic HOM, so it's at catholichom.com, or you download the Catholic HOM app. That stands for Households on Mission. Some of you are listening to this podcast on that app. Great. Welcome. You certainly know that you can ask questions on Catholic HOM. You can start a conversation about this. You can talk about your successes and your struggles and have the support that you want and need as a mom and as a family. We're also here for you at catholiccounselors.com. You think you need a little bit more help in any of this? You can just roll with it because you are a great mom and you can increase your confidence baby step by baby step every single day. Just remember, God made you your kid's mom. He has the confidence in you. But he also wants you to be able to ask him and the people who are here to guide you every step of the way as your companions. It's okay to need a little help, and it's great to rely on God. Give you the power to take that one step at a time in becoming the family you want your family to be. God bless you all. Thanks for joining me today for this confidence moment. If you want more encouragement, come on over to momfinance.org for the blog and other confidence-boosting resources.